0: up everybody this is the commander's vault i'm trevor i'm jb i'm dale and i'm adam all right and tonight we're going to be talking to you guys a little bit about the recent tournament that we had and then we're going to do another um, top five episode where we debate the top five enchantments in commander and come up with a master list for you guys based on what we individually came up with um same as last time a lot of us picked some of the same stuff but that'll just you know that'll make it easier for us to debate what goes into the actual final list so um everybody here played in the tournament right except for me oh yeah you I normally was, do have I to work working. yeah yeah
1: chorg yeah <laughs> terrible service industry man yeah what are you gonna do
0: yep so uh dale why don't you tell us about the bass fishing contest that was the tournament <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: yeah so as everybody probably knows by now uh demonic consultation and oracle of is pretty much like taken over everywhere where it's legal uh had a few people running that combo. Also had people just running like the Jace uh, wielder mysteries, the Oracle, and their uh, Hulk builds. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it did good. Uh, I also seen, uh, which this was the highlight of the entire tournament for me, was, uh, I know, yeah. sorry Richard, but when <laughs> Richard goes to Oracle of Thassa for the win and got Angels graced, it just was... Oh done that would just be amazing
3: adam you got trick-binded didn't you i did get trick-binding i got everything got all the way through everything with uh demonic consultation of fish and then yeah trick-binding nothing nothing really i could do
0: i was able to squeak out two wins with the consultation fish well the first one was actually a flash hawk win i had modified my flash hawk package to be um it was the Nomad's Encore, Cephalid Illusionist, Thassa's Oracle, and Sylvan Safekeeper for some protection. Thank you, JB, for helping me fill that one-drop slot. And uh, so I won that game. That was against you, right, Dale? I was like, what, turn three? My yeah. turn
2: three? Yeah, it was your turn three.
0: And then um, the next game I won with Tainted Packed Fish, which basically does the same thing. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. I ended up taking third in the tournament. I was pretty happy.
1: Yeah. Funny thing to note, though, uh, First place was taken by an Urza deck, not yeah. yep. not
0: uh, Thassa's Oracle. Yep, and he did win with Jace, wielder of mysteries. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, classic infinite mana. I exile my whole deck and then I jace.
0: Yep, yeah. yep, pretty standard.
1: Yeah, um,
0: very cool too. He actually had a really good idea. One of the prizes on the line was a um, foil uncut mythic sheet of Warless of Spark. Uh, it was one of those, like, consolation prizes that um, Wizards had sent out to people. And he had all of us who participated sign it on a specific card that we liked. And then uh, the shop owner is going to frame it for us and hang it. So it's a pretty cool way to bring everybody together.
2: Yeah, definitely. After beating each other's faces in. <laughs> it was a awesome tournament. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I ended up taking fifth place with uh, Siona, captain of... Uh, And, uh, yeah, I had, I had a couple combo wins. Combo
1: deck? Yeah. Combo deck? Yeah. Bail the anti-combo guy playing the combo deck.
2: (laughs) Yep. I had some of that janky combo make infinite dudes and happened to be able to go around a turn and kill everybody. It was pretty cool. Hell yeah.
0: yeah. It was a good tournament. I was, I was definitely very happy.
1: Yeah, I, uh. I didn't get to participate, but I did like coming into the salt on the fish. <laughs> some uh, some yeah. nice salted fish. Because, uh, man, some people were salty. Oh,
0: yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I definitely pissed some people off, that's for sure. Yeah. Unintentionally. I mean, I mean I hate, like, this is the place for that sort of play. You know, Money is on the line. Yeah, this is where you bring exactly. all out your all-out decks.
1: And the fact that now... Uh, She's making waves in <laughs> in Pioneer with the inverter of truth. Yeah, like it just yeah. proves how good the card is. Yeah. Having it's format
0: little, format, you know, penetrating across multiple formats. Yeah, yeah for sure. it
1: looks looks fun AF.
0: Yeah. Do you think we get a banning? No. No, I don't either. And I'd like to point something out too, because this is something that somebody had said to me during the tournament. Mm. There is no situation for Flash Hulk players where banning one of the three cards, Flash, Hulk, or Oracle, does anything. Let me explain. So, if you ban Flash, okay, you still just run Consultation Fish. If you ban Protean Hulk, again, you would still run Consultation Fish. If you ban Fish, you just run your regular old Flash Hulk builds. Like, there's no scenario where they can I really think
2: affect... if you had to pick one to ban, though, Flash is You the pick one. Flash, because yeah, I agree. that's the fastest enabler. To or order. no, I
0: apologize. I actually don't agree. I think you pick the fish. I think so, too. Yeah, I think you pick the fish is what you pick. That's the card that's busted. I know normally they pick the enablers, but, like, Flash does not see play at casual tables. And Protean Hulk does. But, the, one, they've already unbanned Protean Hulk. And, two, it doesn't see play at casual tables in any, like ridiculous win-the-game capacity.
2: Hulk is that good in casual. No, it's not really. I Normally people will it. grab,
0: like, six mana dorks or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, they'll grab something that puts them a little bit ahead, but it's not anything that's, like, game-winning. So I think the card you ban is the Fastest Oracle,
3: yeah. especially considering, like, how, you know,
0: format-permeating
3: it is. Well, it's not only that. Uh, Fastest Oracle is able to combine two of the most powerful strategies in competitive EDH which is Demonic Consultation and Jace or Labman and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the Protean Hulk build. And you're able to combine yeah. both. Like, I haven't gotten around to doing it because I haven't picked up the cards, but I could essentially put my Flash Hulk deck in – or Flash Hulk in my Tassiger deck and run um,
2: Spellseeker, uh, Thassa's Oracle, whatever one drop I want to and win yep. that way. Is, yeah. is there any other uh, colors, I guess, that aren't blue – that have so many effects that just say you win the game.
0: No, I don't think so. I think it really is blue. We've got a couple blue cards now that just say do this thing, you win the game. Kind yeah, of thing you have
2: Labman, Fish, and Jace. And so you Jace. have three yep. in blue that just is like you win the game. You should the just unban
1: Biorhythm. <laughs> <laughs> just unbanned Biorhythm. Yep. That's, That's un- a hard way to win the game. Yeah, unbanned
2: Balance in white. That needs to be unbanned. <laughs> I mean, that's ludicrous. That card's banned.
0: What Maybe. does balance do again? Isn't that the one where, like, sack if somebody has.
2: Bands. Yeah, if somebody's got more lands than you, you gotta. Discard
1: down, sack, crazier, sack, lands, blah.
0: Gross. Yeah. Gross card. Good, card. good card. Yeah, good card. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Great. You, man, card, right? I,
1: Biorhythm's like eight mana or nine mana or something. It's dumb. Yeah, I was, it is honestly. Nine.
0: There's not a card besides the wish cards on the ban list that I think couldn't be dealt with. That's just my personal opinion. I've maybe said it before on the channel. I'm not a I'm not a pro banner. I'm not. like The answer should not be, this card's so good, you can't play with it anymore. It should be, let's figure out how to deal with it, or maybe Wizards just prints stuff to deal with it in future sets, you know what I mean, yeah. if they realize that it's a problem. like Something's got to give, but I feel like taking cards away from the players is detrimental. That's just me.
2: Yeah, I agree. I don't think they should ban cards either. I think that they should just print cards in other colors other than blue that can allow those other colors to win the game just as fast.
0: Yeah, and that's the most common argument I hear is like, okay, well, yeah, you can... Because everybody's going to say, okay, well, you can just counter pretty much all those banned cards. But then that typically requires you to run blue and it tunnels your deck building. I, I understand that to a certain extent, but at the same time, like, not everybody's going to be running the stuff. You know what I mean? Like,
1: There's a... I mean... I don't know if you've heard the uh, the term battle cruiser EDH. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So battle cruiser EDH, for those who are uninitiated, is like a style of EDH where just nobody's running a lot of huge uh, like responses.
0: Yeah. To like things. not little interaction. Yep.
1: Everybody's just trying to play big splashy spells, creatures, whatever you yeah. may have, but. And like
0: Timmy, very Timmy. Oh, Power extremely. Gamer. Yeah, yeah. Timmy. So
1: it's like they're trying to just have like cast as much stuff, and that's how they have the most fun possible. Is like you know trying to build big board states and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. like you know I'm so used to Cdh like having you know somebody yeah, two have two lands
0: out and winning the game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Or even like, you know, even some of the weird fringe combo decks like Kiki Jiki and Godo (laughs) and stuff is just like that's the only C D H decks that I ever see win via combat damage.
3: Yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: Like a Maelstrom Wanderer deck in C D H is just a Kiki Jiki deck. Essentially. You know, like (laughs) Yeah. It's just uh, Zealous Conscripts, things like that. But banned cards I know are focused more towards Battlecruiser EDH yeah, casual yeah. EDH you know yeah, it's yeah. the yeah. biggest swath of the format. We filthy CDH players and Dale sometimes are uh, <laughs> more inclined to look at the efficiency yeah. of cards yeah. and like their worthiness of a slot versus casual where it's like I liked the art on this <laughs> card so I put it in my deck. yeah and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no. absolutely nothing wrong with that. And
0: that is the thing, too, with a lot of the banned cards. It's like, does this card make play at the table unfun for other players? Yes, okay, we ban it. You know what I mean? Like, like, Does it make things rough for people who just want to sit and play some Magic?
1: Look at Primeval Titan and Sylvan Primordial. Sylvan Primordial destroys lands. That's a feel bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. (laughs) So
1: not only does it destroy lands, but you search for a land for each land that he destroys. Oh, yeah, yeah. just salt in the wound. Just a huge gap. Whereas, like, Primetime gets you two lands. Any two lands tapped, right? I think that Primetime deserves an unbanning.
0: I 100% agree. There's no excuse for that card to be banned.
1: Like, there's no feel-bads on the Prime Titan except for, ah, crap, I let this resolve, and now he's going to ramp. Yeah, he's yeah. going
0: to grab Nekthos and something else. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's, it's really not that ridiculous, like, honestly. What about Sundering Titan?
1: But, so, yeah, d- for the, yeah, for the same reason that Sylvan Primordial, the land destruction card, is like... Like, for some reason, a lot of people... I say for some reason... I love land destruction. Let me put that right out here. All right, <laughs> everyone at this table right now knows that I love land destruction.
0: He has a Lord Wind Gray stack that is just dedicated to destroying your land. Yes, it hurts.
1: I don't play it at normal casual tables. I will only play it with people who know what it does, and are ready for it. Basically, yeah. yeah, correct.
2: I don't know if we're ever ready for it. No, that's true. (laughs) I've been getting more on the train of, like, I think land destruction is cool. It's a great strategy. I play a lot of white. I think it's completely fair and balanced for me to be on turn four, destroy all lands. Why? Because the green player in me who plays a ton of green on turn four, I'm ramping. Yeah. So, like, I think since white can't ramp... I should be able to blow up everybody else's lands to get me back in the game and on a level playing field with everyone else. But then other people, there's, yeah, there's
1: just the there's just the rules of like, hey, don't touch my stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah. Everybody in like casual EDH, just like. <laughs> Oh man, why'd you blow that up? I was why'd just why'd you counter that? Yeah, I was just gonna do this, and then you have the the classic, you know, the game salt that carries over, and it's like, well, you know, last game you blew up all my land, I so I'm gonna that. kill you in this game. <laughs>
0: yeah, but which is just a I hate it's four so ways. Yeah, <laughs> as far as the
1: I do think some of the ban list needs re-adjusting.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. like cards like. Worldfire and sway of the stars, <laughs> yeah, like some and like, just stuff weird, like that. He's stupid, yeah. Weird shenanigans. I wish they would
0: unban Araya, the mono blue commander that flips. Oh, that card so is so good. grueling. That card is so good. I'd love to build a commander deck around that thing. Yeah, but we, but, we 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 should get back on yeah. topic. Yeah, no, we, but we, I mean,
1: uh, we we are on topic. We were talking about like the the theory of the ban list, and do we think? Th- that's yeah, because it's going to th- get yeah. banned. Yep, yep. Do I think it's as feel bad a card as some of the cards on the ban list? No,
0: absolutely not. No, no.
1: But is it affecting enough people?
2: Yeah, the outcry uh, is pretty. That I uh, uh, think it feels bad. It's annoying to just then, win uh, all or win all the time, or if you're winning all the time this way, being on the other end, and losing all the time to just, I exile my graveyard in library, I win the game. I did have somebody in the tournament when I
0: won that in with you, it was in our pod, somebody was very upset about it. <laughs> he
1: listens yeah. to the podcast, yeah. Aiden, this was he you. He was
0: very <laughs> upset about it, it was nothing personal, you know what I mean, but I do get where he was coming from, he, you know, we sit down to play Magic, again... It was competitive. Money on the line. Money on the line. So, like, what I did was completely within the realms. Yeah. Money but in the a normal match. game, I can understand sitting down, shuffling up, getting ready. You have put the time and effort into mulliganing and getting a good hand. And then some asshole smacks a turn to win on you. And you're just like, well, cool, guys. Like, that was a great game. Let, you know.
3: That's why there's that, like, I mean, amongst us anyway, there's that social contract that, oh, we are going to play a game of competitive. Yeah, like, we we are pretty forthcoming about what we are going to play. And
0: people, that's the thing, too. People know what we are going to play in these tournaments. They do. Yeah. You know? I mean, I came in, and there were people I didn't even know just coming out. Do you play in Fish? Are you playing Fish Hulk? It's like, Jesus, guys. Like, I...
1: Well yeah, I'll yeah, well, yeah.
0: I am. Like, but how the hell do you guys
2: all know? In that? the casual setting, I would much rather have somebody blow up all my land blow up everyone's lands and it's all grind it back out whether you got artifacts or you're gonna have a better advantage with your mm. rocks or whatnot. Or but like grinding back, you know, and everybody <laughs> you're still on a level playing field when everyone's lands are blown up versus like just drawing the deck and winning cuz that's just mostly a blue thing so like if you don't run blue then like that's just not a fun strategy for yeah, me yeah no, so, i get it but so. at the same time it is like casual just shuffle up and start another game
3: yeah yeah you know? like you you saying that like the fastest oracles will feel bad is then you got to ban Jason and labman too cuz there's there i mean not you as you can do the same thing tactical, yeah The fastest oracle but is 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 good I used to sit in uh, my Mizzix decks and do uh, Enter the Infinite Lab Man win. I mean, you can literally replace Lab Man with Thassa's Oracle. It's just
0: like if somebody interrupts you, the Oracle will let you not lose the game for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I can still cast Lab Man and hold priority and respond with the demonic consultation just like you do with the Thassa's Oracle. And it plays out the same way under no interaction. So yeah, I just I don't think I don't think you ban any of the cards, don't mistake me. I don't think either of the three cards that I mentioned earlier should be banned, but it, it's powerful as hell. I'm not gonna say it's not powerful as hell. It's, just all it's a matter of hell. perspective of how yeah. you like
2: to play Magic for and one that's person. The thing. Land destruction is feels bad for yep. another person. Somebody's lad manning is, feels bad. And...
1: That's a big stick in the community right now, especially with the two command fests last year. Uh, that was a huge talking point in DC uh, when I went, and uh, Dale, you probably noticed too. There was a lot of like people asking, you know, the power levels and things like that. And it's just yeah, like I you that more. Out, yeah. It's people are trying to be more conscientious of like I don't want to sit down and stomp. For, you know, three no, people. yeah, because that
0: isn't fun. That
1: isn't fun. No. People play EDH to have like an experience, right? Yeah, so, social format. Yeah, and I mean, the professors put out videos on it lately A with lot, the, yeah. the social contracts and Magic the mm-hmm. Gathering and EDH because uh, I think it's painfully obvious that EDH is the largest format. It is also the most popular format. You
3: know?
1: I agree. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having that many people... There has to be some, like, unwritten rules where it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to sit down and try and consultation fish versus the guy that's trying to, you know, like... I just want to play Lance yeah
3: and draw cards,
1: Yeah. So, you know... Fun you is know.
3: subjective,
0: basically, is what it comes down to. No, like,
1: fun, it's that as, like, a core, but it's more like people are starting to get now that... Hey, me lying about the power level of my deck and stomping yeah. randos yeah, is yeah. just not as fun as they think it is. Yeah. And then it's just like, well, I don't I think that ban lists are tailored more towards general feels bad cards rather than high level play or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
3: so it's that king of the ship pile yeah. story. Yeah, do I think
1: Stassa's Oracle is gonna get a ban? Absolutely not.
2: Yeah, I, I've it. been liking more lately, like uh, Karn, Mycosynthlatis block, and then uh, <laughs> Living Plane, Limbala lock. Just you're not gonna do anything with your lands because. It's like, I guess out of spite, you know, the salt of just constantly, like all the time, just lose to draw my deck and win. So it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to do whatever I can to that. To I know that's going to yeah. make people be not happy with the game that they're playing. And yeah. And just. But and that's
0: up. OK when you sit down and it's like, you know, like, I know you're going to do this, so I'm going to do this. OK, yeah, cool. Let's play. it see what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, no, I agree. I have never been one, like, even before I played competitively or, like, com- played, played with a higher power deck, I didn't think it was fun to get pub stomped. Yeah. I don't think it's fun to pub stomp. It is far more exhilarating to sit down with four other players who, you know, maybe all four of you are playing Fish Hulk, Tim Mathrasios. It's like, okay, who's going to get it, you know? That is far more fun to me than sitting down with, you know, a Zenagos deck and uh, a Gissa and Garolf deck and some other just Jack deck and then me playing my high power, you know, tier zero list and whooping everyone's ass. That's not fun. There's no contest there. There's no interaction. Nobody tries to stop you or anything like that. It's a lot more fun when you're sitting down with people on equal playing field. And that goes the Definitely. same both ways. If I'm sitting down with four casual decks and we are all just battle cruisering and just seeing who can get the biggest board state, that's equally as fun as winning turn two against three other competitive decks for me. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah and I, I definitely, definitely think that Thassa's Oracle has its place, and I just, I don't see it getting banned. No, I, just, I, I don't, don't either. If Lab Man isn't banned, I don't think she's going to get banned. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, I don't think
2: anything's gonna get banned either.
1: Yeah, I mean, I follow I follow a bunch of uh, people on the, the rules committee, or this the CAG, mm-hmm. um, uh, Olivia Gober yeah. Hicks, and Shivam, and you know other members who are vocal, very vocal about what they feel in Commander is the best uh, for everyone. Not I think listening.
0: they did put out some feelers recently, didn't they? They did like I remember taking a poll like maybe a week or two ago that was just sort of like a general player poll from Wizards about like about EDH, and it was like, you know simple questions like, do you think that we should revisit this rule? Do you think this is fun? What do you think of this kind of thing? And like
1: I remember that yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, that's twice now I've seen. Bring back books.
1: the talk rule, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but that's twice in recent memory that I've seen them do something like that. So that is pretty cool that we have a format where the people who dictate what we can and can't play are like actively trying to listen to the players. I, the only reason I could see, the only time I would see Fast's Oracle maybe getting banned was just sheerly because of the outcry from a ton of players about how ridiculous it is and stuff like that.
1: I don't even think the outcry is that far reached at casual was. tables. I, no,
0: but I like just the general amount of people that I saw just taking to Facebook and Instagram about and then voicing their complaints. It was it was pretty it was pretty popular complaint I found
1: I just I would not want know, any. No, I would just want to know like the metrics. That's of, exact, like, exactly exactly like that's that what that. I was gonna say.
0: Like this is so all you, pure speculation that. And I you saw can on the and internet, you know
1: so. you can have that moment where you accidentally like echo chamber yourself into thinking that something's just a way bigger problem than it is. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yep. I think at the casual table, like at your LGS, it's not really a really a problem. But like what happened was they had the GPS going on and like people are paying to go to these GPs, and they're going to obviously be playing Commander as well after they're doing their, their, yep. their main stuff. And they're probably going to be bringing, like, good decks, you know? And yep. so, like, I heard a lot of people that was at uh, the New Jersey just – All saying the same thing. Like, dude, it's everywhere. Everyone's playing it. And they're just playing casual side events. But at the same time, they spend a bunch of money to go there. So they're probably like, I'm going to bring my best decks. I can tell you right now, if I was going
0: to a GP or if I had gotten to go to Command Fest with you guys, I'd have definitely brought my CEDH decks. I mean, there's no question about it. Like, I want to go play against people I've never played with before, hopefully play at the same power level and romp and stomp, man. Like, that's fun. But.
1: Well, I think, you know, I think we've, we've harped on the fish, so <laughs> yeah. we've, uh, yeah. Great card. You know, I'm not fantastic. sad about it. I love but, the card. But, uh, so. <laughs> I think we'll move on to our, uh, top five enchantments list. Uh, I think, I, you know, I kind of want to hear Dale's perspective first, mostly because myself, Adam, and Trevor, uh all like the same colors. So we're like, <laughs> I think our lists are
0: going to be pretty close.
2: All right. So to start this off, uh, I'm going to start off with the honorable mention that I picked. In, uh, I can't remember how to say the name. Marisol's Aria. Oh, Myel's Ma- Aria. It's Myel. Myel's Aria. Myel's
1: Aria. 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 Okay. Aria. Yeah. The There's one, the one there, that probably.
2: gives you the three perks on your up- account. Yeah, my. Yeah. Eight. I like that, eight. basically, because yeah. you get a plus one, plus one I counter am. on all your stuff okay. and uh, at the beginning of your upkeep. So it builds your board up bigger. So that's going to help you on a lot of situations. Uh, it gains you life. So on your upkeep, you're going to gain a bunch of life once your dudes are big. And then it has the stapled on win con that you just win the game. So that, I think, is really good. Uh, for the decks that are trying to build big creatures cuz honestly it's not really that hard to get a creature with 20 power and then you just win the game. Um,
1: That's some battle cruiser EDH so, yep. <laughs> Like I
2: think if you're building, you know, a Naya deck and you're playing counters and making dudes big, it's a win con. So Obviously, it could be good, be good to easy. slot into like
0: a Marath deck or something, something that's putting yeah, counters out. Yeah, and I, I think it would kind of slide under
1: the radar of every table. Even if it is played and someone reads it, unless you are around that threshold of yeah. like you're about to win the game. Yeah, they'll no, probably I don't think anyone's going to do anything about it.
0: Yeah, I agree. They'll probably let it ride. And then potentially maybe later on in the game when it does become a threat, lack the interaction to be able to deal with it. So Yeah, yeah
2: with something like uh, Yorvo. Out and that enchantment out, then like you're just uh, a is it Naya Naya
1: Naya colors Naya
2: colors yeah. So you have your vote out and then cast the solidarity and double the number of counters on them, Mm -hmm. and that can just like get you there really quickly. So like I think that's a good little yeah little piece for it. Um, anyway, to start the actual list, I I don't have them in any particular order of like what's better or not, but here's just the five that I picked. Uh, first, uh, I'm going to go with Orichards, Shards, because uh, pretty much a lot of decks run artifacts, and there's a lot of like, win cons involving artifacts, like from untapping these artifacts and going infinite with mana and stuff, and just being able to get rid of artifacts and enchantments. Is really good, especially in the Selesnia uh, colors that make a lot of tokens, get you a lot of oh, creatures yeah. ETBing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's really good. Uh, second, I have Rest in Peace, because, man, Ooh, yeah. that really shuts down yeah. a lot of decks, and it's only two mana, so it's, you can get it out real quick. And even its just ETB effect, too, of exiling all graveyards when it enters is really good, too, if that's somebody's already got a nice graveyard go.
0: I wish Leyline did that. I wish Leyline of the Void did that. Like, when I ET beat it, also exiled the graveyards. That, that would be choice, but it'd be ridiculously good. So.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's just a solid card. Uh, uh, my third one is Stranglehold in red. Uh, Stranglehold's really good. Being able in to stop your, your opponents too. from tutoring and taking extra turns is just... So yeah. good. what's
1: your fetch land now, boy? <laughs> <laughs> right? Dude,
2: we are tutor whores. everybody.
0: Let me just go ahead and say that right now. Like, I besides my mana base, the money that I've sunk into the game is definitely in the tutors for sure. Like, they're just you gotta have them.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're running it in a mono red deck, uh, it's definitely gonna help you like keep pace with other decks because like you you're probably not running a bunch of fetch lands in your mono. Uh, color decks or you're not going to be tutoring as much yeah. so it helps slow them down but if you are playing it in a multi-color deck it's you still get to fetch out whatever you need out of your deck and your opponents can't so then yeah. you get an even heavier advantage
1: and it's a single red yeah easy to splash it's yep. not like yeah. you gotta make a huge investment to to yeah. get it out it's just a do you have a red mana and some some generic uh
2: yeah, so that, that's definitely a solid card. Uh, on here, I also put a uh, blue spell on here, which I don't like blue weird. too weird, But, <laughs> yeah, Rhystic Study is just undeniably really good, yeah. just giving you that card advantage. It It's crazy how many people don't pay for the trigger because it's like... Yeah, it, you yeah. Gotta, you I always pay.
1: pay for the trigger. Everyone should always pay for the Rhystic Study Triggers. Yeah, you
2: really should. Yeah, cause the just only consider thing it doing, a static orb and move on. You're just giving them more <laughs> counterspells. If you don't pay, they're just getting more counterspells. That's just all yeah, you have to do. Just card at.
0: advantage in general over you, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I don't think there's too much to be said about Racing Study. It's super good, and I'm sure everybody (laughs) sees that one.
0: And it's not super expensive either. That's what's nice is like it's what like a twenty dollar card. It's not ridiculous. Something like that. It might even be less. I think they were less, but yeah, it's not ridiculously expensive. Really good investment. Uh,
2: My last card on the list is gonna be Land Tax, and I honestly, I don't think that it's super good, but in mono white you gotta do what you can do and you gotta take what you can get so uh it doesn't i don't think that it counts as a ramp spell because it's not like getting you any lands onto the battlefield but it's guaranteeing your land drops which is at least keeping you up to pace with the other players and uh if you are splashing it in a multi deck it's really good then because it's fixing you so like you get that out on uh turn one and then say you didn't have all the colors you need you just go get the colors that you need so i think it's i think it's better in multicolor decks but it's still good in mono white because it's really like the only option you have yeah uh,
1: endless horizons all <laughs> right uh,
2: but yeah that's pretty much my list so I yeah, don't you take over not bad
3: um yeah so i also did my top five uh my uh honorable mention here is mr Cremora. i didn't find it as good as some of my other top five but uh only because of the cumulative of upkeep trigger um sometimes can get a little bit too taxing yeah
0: yeah Um, or like if you have deck players like the other night who were we playing with
3: (laughs) It was me, you, and Richard. Were yeah, playing, like and then and you guys don't. Richard play. and I were
0: just straight up refusing to cast yeah. non-creature spells. <laughs> like, I played it on
3: JB yesterday. He refused to cast non-creature yeah, spells yep. a couple of turns. So I was like, "Yeah, I mean, hey, at least I got advantage for a couple of turns." That yeah, yeah, to down, for sure. But,
0: you gotta always pay the one, but paying yeah. four. <laughs> that yeah, that's a little. Uh,
1: <laughs> I have had some fun against Mister Grimora's in my Trax deck because I just proliferate their age counters. Oh, I'm yeah, like, oh yeah! Oh, I hope you yeah.
3: enjoy paying for this. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that's painful. Uh, what was what was the one yesterday that you got on on the artifacts, the artifact enchantment? Uh, essence flux. Yeah, that was that was pretty brutal on me yesterday. Essence flux is good, hmm. but uh, uh, to start in my top five, and this will go from five to one. Uh, my number five is back to basics. Uh, always it's been a one of my monster of
1: a card. Yeah, all
3: great <laughs> card. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, right. I don't have any monocolor decks, so it, I can't really run it in some of my decks. Um, but it, when I did have a blue deck, it did make the uh, make the yeah, 99, yep. and it yep. was a monster whenever it came down. Just you have a foil down. Ultimate Masters back-to-basics that I want. I do.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, pretty dope. I really like back-to-basics, too. And I think even in a, a dual-color deck, it's still good. And I think... If you're more of a budget player and you can't afford to buy the expensive, uh, non-basic lands... Oh, yeah. ...that it's definitely... You should just get that and put it in your deck because it's going to slow you down.
1: a lot of budget dual lands. hmm So many. And by budget, I mean, like, under a dollar.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, you got, like, the gates and all that stuff. But, like, I, I typically... I don't even run those. If I'm playing a, two, a two-color deck and, like, I don't have the better dual lands i just want to run just dual gonna, lands. i'm yeah, just gonna exactly. run on, the same way. basics yeah i just
0: will not i will not run a enters tapped gain a life land just for anything yeah. you couldn't Those pay me to bad. run <laughs> you could not pay me
2: to run that land like i just won't do it like in <laughs> is it in is it colors i've built quite a few decks and like i'd rather just run basic lands and yeah. then just run like uh non-basic land destruction. There are very few yeah. dual
0: lands outside of the ones I run in like my higher tier decks that I will consider. Like I don't even like the Scry lands. I'm not a Scry land guy. I'm certainly not an Enter tap try land guy. Um, I don't even really like um, what the bounce lands like Simic Growth Chamber and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I, I don't I don't care for them. The best stuff the stuff I like is like the Buddy lands like or the Check lands like Drowned Catacomb. And then like the Painlands, the Modern Horizons, and the uh, other ones like Land of War Wastes and stuff like that, and that's that's about where it ends for me, as far as the dual lands go. Yeah, and then obviously OG duels, which I don't own, so because they're just great.
3: <laughs> no, I can I can definitely understand that. I uh, I just like in my Mizzix deck, I run too many non basics. Like I have yeah for a lot. sure. Uh, uh, Vantress in there now. Um, I have uh, obviously Reliquary Tower, Command, uh, Command Tower. I know that's only a couple, but there's there's definitely more. Halimar Depths, um, you do uh, run Mystic a few, Sanctuary, sure, yeah. Yeah, I, they, a Maze of If even. But um, number four will be Survival of the Fittest. I'm Ooh, lucky yeah, enough to own like a that. Survival of the Fittest, and it is probably one of my best cards in my Golgari deck. Unfortunately, it just doesn't come up that often.
0: Yeah, no, it really doesn't. I did forget you had that. Uh, That's
2: one that I don't hear a lot uh, of people playing. Did, could, you, it's just so like, expensive? could you explain what yeah. it does? Because not a lot of people play it. Yeah.
3: Uh, so Survival of is a two-drop. Uh, I kind of green. Uh, yeah, for a green. <laughs> for green, choose and discard a creature card. Search a library for a creature card. Reveal that card to all players and then put it in, into your hand. Shuffle your library uh, if you guys are more frequently uh, seeing Fauna Shamans, it's basically that, just Unchantment instead of a creature. This is where actually Fauna Shaman gets her ability from. Yep. Um, yeah, just real powerhouse, uh, especially in my Golgari deck to where I can like pitch some of my bigger stuff away, get some maybe a little bit uh, lesser converted mana cost, uh, maybe even a Reanimator spell in order to get some of that bigger bigger stuff if it's uh, stampled onto a creature. Um, yeah, I do want to pick one up.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's they're like really good. It's like one of the last, like, for my mono green deck, one of the last, like, really powerful mono green cards that I don't own. Yeah, I I'd really like get it.
2: I need one really bad for a couple decks, and it's just really expensive. It is expensive. Yeah. I feel
0: like the price of it,
2: because it, oh,
0: it's probably reserved list, right? It's it is old. reserved list. Yeah. That's, that's I why feel I like because it's so cards. expensive, like, the price tag for me does Is it reserved? I thought they made a judge promo of it. Mm-mm. It might not be. Maybe. I just know it's old and it's expensive, so I figured it could potentially be. Um, I, I do think they made a judge promo of it. I, but Yeah, I don't remember if they did or not. But, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I just...
3: Yeah, and then... It's, it's, a,
0: it's a card that, like, if I'm going to spend $100, I'd almost gra- rather grab another force of will than grab that. It is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It, is, it is a judge promo. Oh, okay. Holy crap. How much is the judge promo? Five hundred and seventy dollars.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Great card. Great card. Yeah. It, I mean, it, you're gonna basically be Great. trading one card for another card, but like in a sense, that is card advantage. No, you know, it is. Yeah. It's deck thinning a, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But uh, and that's where most of my enchantments will lie from, from uh, this point out. Uh, my number three is maybe a surprise to you guys, but it's gonna be Ristic Study. Wow. Uh, we did. Uh, touch on it a little bit with Dale. Um, You'll see maybe why it doesn't uh, hold such a high standard with some of my other cards here. Uh, My number two is Necropotence, which, uh, if you guys are not familiar, it's uh, three black. Uh, You skip your discard step, and then you uh, pay a life. You get to exile a card face down, and at the end step, you will send all those exile cards that you uh, sent face down into your hand. So, just pure card advantage that way. If you discard a card, it'll go to Exile instead. Um, But, yeah, big big CDH card, big card, and um, just some mono black decks. Like, I've seen it in both of your mono black decks to help you guys. uh,
1: It's really good.
3: Yeah. It
0: is very Um, good.
3: It even like can be quote unquote part of your combo. It is part of the win
0: card with you if you use the Citadel Silly. and the and yep. the, uh, the top the census top.
3: Uh, and then my number one is. i Sylvan Library. A long time. What's that?
0: Yeah, your number, number one Library. is Sylvan
3: Library. Library. Yeah. Word. Um, for that, that's a one in a colorless. Uh, that's really. I got you. It's one in a colorless.
0: Um, at your draw step, you can draw three cards. Uh, if you want to keep, basically, if you want to keep more than just the one, you pay four for each that you keep or put them back on top of your library in any order. So, if you want to draw three, you pay eight life. If you want to draw two cards, you pay four life. If you just want to draw one and rearrange them, you pay no life. So, yeah, it's pretty good.
3: Uh, I have it's seen the best this, green draw yeah. out there, period. I've seen this card win games um, simply because of the card advantage that people get. Oh, right. yeah. Sure, you're losing a lot of life in the process, but as God, we've i have talked before, to dig with a silver yeah, library.
0: I'll just take eight. Yep, I'll
3: just I take remember eight. looking.
1: <laughs> I remember looking over. You were playing Mono Green. You were yeah. playing Azusa, and like it had been like four turns since it had been on the board. I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah. I look over. You're like sixteen life. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what is
0: the matter with yeah, you, dude? I love <laughs> digging
3: with life is but an a currency. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly the point. Um, you're trading. 4 life for
2: a card that's that's nothing to me yeah, I'd rather for take sure. the card I'll take the card I think it was funny because in the in the tournament we were just at uh, I was at a table with Richard and Neil and Neil had really been stalling the game out for all of us I believe that's who was in it but uh, Richard had that out and I can't remember what turn it was but I look over and he's at 6 life Yeah, and man. I'm like you're at 6 life? And yeah. I'm just like alright I'm swinging at you yeah Goodbye. man <laughs> Yeah, I do the same thing with
0: Necropotence in a competitive game dude I'll slap down Necro and just Necro for straight 30 right off the bat just to like fill my hand up like yeah Yeah. yeah. life is but a resource I will dig and pay as much life until I'm at one life until I can't pay
3: no more (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's my top five yeah Um, I
0: think that's solid that's
3: solid it's pretty pretty similar to mine (laughs) so um hey you wanna take us yeah you wanna take us through yours um Mm -hmm.
0: So my honorable mention is Back to Basics. Yeah, I think the card is really, really good. There was just there was one other card that I found to be better, and I'll explain that here in a second. But again, I don't really need to reiterate why Back to Basics is great. We've already gone into detail on that. So that's my honorable mention. My number, mine will go also from five to one. My number five is Contamination. Hmm. Um, this card is really good. <laughs> I think it's pretty sweet. Three drop enchantment, um, black and two. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, you have to sac a creature or sac contamination, and then everybody's lands, when they tap them for mana, produce a single black. So you tap your nekthos for a bunch of blue? No, you get one black. Um, it's pretty gross. It's a nice way to sort of level the playing field, and uh, you should hopefully have enough creatures out to make it stick for a couple turns. To be able to sack some creatures in it, I run it in Yoggmoth. JB, you also run it in Yoggmoth, don't you? I don't have a contamination, but you would, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, great card. I think it's. I think it was worth getting onto the list. Hurts uh, hurts red
2: decks and doesn't hurt blue black decks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I have a contamination at home in any black deck I have. It would be an immediate. Yeah, I just I
1: literally just remember that one game. <laughs> that it was like I was playing mono red and. Adam was playing Tygam, and you play oh, Contamination, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, I can't do anything." And Adam's just still over there, just doing whatever. And I'm like, "I'm like, I'm not even doing anything. We were trying to slow <laughs> Adam down, but it didn't yep. slow Adam down yep. at all. And you kept it, it out for like three turns. I'm like, maybe I could do something yep. if I didn't have this Contamination out.
3: Yeah, you literally I, had to like talk him into it. He like, did have hey, to talk. Yeah, like, I just did. I was, to like, sacrifice yeah. that. I was <laughs>
1: like, I had. Mountains on board, mountains in hand, and then a tectonic reformation in my hand, which I couldn't play because everything was swamps. I'm like, maybe I could draw into something to help our situation. And then he sacrificed it.
0: Thankfully. (laughs) Um, My number four, and this is why Back to Basics was honorable, uh, is Blood Moon. Um, So for me, when I was thinking about where to place these cards on my list, uh, Blood Moon is better in my opinion than Back to Basics simply because when Back to Basics hits board, if the other players at the table still have floating mana, they still can at least use that mana right then and there. Blood Moon comes in and just immediately shuts you off if you're not playing red. Like it's an immediate just effect that does you wrong. Uh, Game one of the tournament one of the players around here Shaw he had an Anya Falcon Wrath deck. He hit me with a Megas of the moon which is the creature version of that card. I mean for all intents and purposes he may as well have played Blood Moon. I cast two spells the entire game and the game went for damn near the whole hour before I was killed and like eliminated from the game so yeah it was a little uh, <laughs> it was a little rough. I mean I don't run a single basic in my Tim and Thrasios deck so yeah. it did me wrong. Um, whereas I think like a back to the basics, I might have maybe been able to do something. Maybe <laughs> I could have got my armor health out you can and, still
1: cast Crows and Grip. Yeah, through a, a back to basics, yeah. you just gotta save the mana.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, that's the thing. Once back to basics hit, you might you know tap those lands, lose them. I, you still get to play lands and use those at least once if you got blood moon on you <laughs> don't get to do shit I, I love blood moon yeah it is it, so that's why that made it on my list uh a little higher than back to basics uh number three for me was sylvan library again we've already gone over it it's a really good card um for me the two cards that i put above it are better and i'll explain that here in a second Necropotence is my number two. I think it was your number two as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I like Necropotence over Sylvan Library simply because of that explosion that you can do when it comes in. Uh, like I said, in a in a you know a competitive game, I can sit down, drop a pretty early. I could turn one Necropotence and with a Dark Ritual and yeah. like Necro for like twenty or thirty right off the bat and potentially put my combo in my hand. Um, it's something mm-hmm. I like to do in pro, and I've won games doing it. I have won games in Prosh, you know, through Sylvan Library's advantage as well, but it's a lot more slow and steady. So yeah. for me, the explosive potential of the Necropotence um, is a little bit better. Necropotence, you're paying one life one for life, a card you exile versus yep. four
2: life for a card.
0: Yep. You do also have to wait a turn, which that some people could argue that that's a drawback of Necro, like because you don't get them until your end step. Um, The only other thing that made me really debate its slot on this list was the exile clause. So, if you discard, if you have to discard cards while Necro's on board, they go to exile. So, that's not always great, but uh, hopefully it's okay. Hopefully, you're going to win the game anyway if you're Necroing for 30. You sculpt a nice hand. So, yeah, definitely. Even if you don't, I've done it to where, like, even if I don't hit my win cons. I still sculpt a really good hand. Throw a yeah. couple counters in my hand. Maybe throw a couple uh, like some tutors, and then like just just some solid interaction and keep the hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yep. Um, finally, I'll cap it off with my number one was Ristic Study. I think in all of EDH, this card's it's probably one of the best enchantments. I don't. I can't think of anything better off the top of my head. Like, you get the draw. You're taxing everybody. It's slowing them down while putting you ahead of the game. Uh, it's not super expensive mana-wise or money-wise. I like it. It's better than Remora, in my opinion, simply because it, it's not limited to only non-creature spells, so nobody can say, oh, I'm not. I'm just going to cast creatures, and you don't get to draw. But better than you silver. know what I mean? I think it's better than Sylvan Library. Yeah. You can draw, at most, three cards with Sylvan Library in a turn. I can draw 3 plus with a ristic study in a turn. Yeah, and for it. No, yeah, I get it, but let's say in between, right? Let's say you decided you wanted to pay for it the whole time. Maybe Dale can't do it cuz it hurts his strategy. Maybe JB, I mean, that's a bad example cuz he always pays for the most part. I
1: always pay for ristic <laughs> study. It is a
0: static orb. <laughs> So, (laughs) um, but that's where I'm at with that. It's like I can draw potentially more cards
2: than I would ever be able to draw with Sylvan Library. Sylvan gets you three tops. And even if they are paying, you're taking the resources away by them. Exactly.
0: And I get to keep the cards if it's on your turn. If I Sylvan Library three cards into my hand and I don't really have anything to play, like let's say there were three just really bad cards I wanted to get off the top, Uh, I might have to discard those cards. If I draw from Rhystic Study on you guys' turns, I get to keep those until my next discard phase. I I don't know. I think Rhystic Study is the better card. I do. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that's my list.
1: Yep. So, uh, I mean, my list, uh, since they got to talk first, (laughs) uh, it's going to seem kind of the same. But uh, I definitely have Necropotence. I'm a mono-black player at heart. And Necropotence is just uh, too good.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Not gonna,
1: I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to spend too much time talking about it. Just fantastic,
0: yeah. really good Great card. card.
1: Uh, oh, my honorable mention is uh, Exquisite Blood. That is a that is a card that sees play everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I agree. It's like a super backup to the backup to the backup in a mono-black, like, <laughs> yeah. even competitive EDH deck. It's yeah. just like, I mean, I run it because it's like, ugh, you know, I'm on my last legs. My Bolus of Citadel is exiled. My <laughs> this and that and
2: this and that. Um, it's a super solid card. Yeah. It helps it's, you out, and it's a two-card combo piece. So, like, it's really good. Yep. It,
1: though I have noticed... That regardless of your board state, even if you're just trying to claw your way back in, if people are punching you in the face, exquisite blood generally just makes them punch you in the face more. It so definitely that does. Nobody, so you don't gain any life. You
0: might not even be running Sanguine Bond and people will just immediately assume you're trying to pull that off. Yeah, it's like, exactly. yeah, we got to get rid of that so, or kill this guy. Definitely. <laughs> um,
1: uh, another honorable mention uh, from, of mine was humility. Yeah, yep. And uh, white it is a two white and two for an enchantment that says creatures lose all abilities and become one ones just static the art is hilarious i know it's by one of the folios is that
0: the man-ass one no no that's uh, wrath oh
1: (laughs) man-ass wrath (laughs) yeah no uh humility is by i believe it's phil or kaja folio i'm pretty sure is it
2: it's a solid card, though. I mean, yeah. seriously. Is, is interesting. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, they had some weird, crazy artwork yeah. back then. Old day, magic but. art is fun. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's pretty good at uh, Chorgen cards that are, uh, you know, really powerful. Just, everything's a one, 1-1. One. Your Blightsteel Clause is 1-1. One, one. Not indestructible. Also, it doesn't have infect. Yep, you know your your Avison was it? Was, okay, not anymore. <laughs> uh, Titans, know, Titans. Yeah, you're your You're whatever. Any big beefy creature that would show up at a casual table, he's just like, eh, that's a one-one now.
0: How would that interact with Crater Hoof? Would the ETB still go off, but Crater Hoof would just be a 1-1 with no haste when at ETBs?
1: I'm not sure how it works. I literally never run it, but I've had it run against me. Yeah. And I'm just it like, seems
0: like that's how that would go down. Like the ET... Well... Let's see. Let's, or I mean, would an ETB with no abilities, you know what I mean? Because the humility would take effect immediately, I wonder. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure how it works. Uh, if somebody knows the say,
2: answer to does that... It say creatures that are controlled because if it doesn't then it would i would assume make them all creatures in all zones have that stand
0: i think it is just once they etb but my question is like does the does its etb go onto the stack if somebody knows the interaction we don't want to waste time looking it up yeah. now. um let us know on the instagram or the facebook page definitely at, uh, the commander as well
1: um so one of the ones that I that hasn't been mentioned by y'all uh, was doubling season. Yeah, yeah. yep. Doubling season it is still good. Is a great card. Uh, if you've never gotten your face doubled off by some token deck or some planeswalker deck, uh, doubling season is a five drop, four and a green, for whenever a counter. Is placed on a permanent you control. Put twice that many instead, or a token enters the battlefield. Put twice that many instead. So yeah, uh, right of replication gets way more fun. Uh, <laughs> planeswalkers when they're entering with their loyalty yeah. counters, it doubles them, yep. uh, which is insane.
0: Especially considering what the ba- Tamiyo's ultimate does. <laughs>
1: yes, a lot a lot of Planeswalkers are power balanced so that. If you have doubling season out and you cast it, they alt just automatically. There are a few walkers that don't do that. Yeah. Ashiok yep. Nightmare Weaver. Uh the Dovin Bond doesn't do that. Oh really? Yeah. He starts with three and his alt man, seven. seven. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What really about bad. Narset Transcendent? Does she ult immediately?
3: She yeah. Immediately. Oh dude. She, she has like
1: starts- one of the highest starting yeah. loyalties of a planeswalker. Really? Is, with six.
3: Oh man. Starts with six, yeah. alts for nine.
1: Yeah. So she Disgusting. just instantly instantly gets that and can still use her her neg ability after that without having to do anything. Super good. Um, I play an Atraxa deck, so I see a lot of doubling season because I play it. Yeah, and I try and play it all the time. <laughs> it is a really good card. It doesn't always resolve, but you know, <laughs> if it does, I usually just win the game. Um, land tax, like Dale said, land tax is something that white desperately needed. Now, it ha- white has already had the if you have more lands than me, I get some lands to my hand. Tithe is a good example. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oreskos Explorer, I'm not sure if any yeah, yep. there, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Kind of does the same thing. Um, it's good for mono-white decks and decks in white where you're not splashing green. Mm-hmm, yep. So, like, Boros, red-white, yeah, red-white, mm-hmm. Boros, Azorius, both have naturally had trouble fixing their mana. That makes sense. Something like that. Um, Like, we had talked about it before, Dale, I don't think you consider land tax ramp. I don't either. I think it is definitely a fixing card. Okay, yeah, I can see that. It's not a ramp, it's a fix. Um, Sylvan Library, it's a great card. That card has won me games, Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Uh, I mean, when I've had to... Dig and dig and dig, but I just need the top card of my library to be this card, and it's just sculptable. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of choice. You can, yep. you can. Oh, I Sylvan Library, like drawing your draw step, and because like you can crack a fetch land, you don't get to yeah. look. But then it's like this is all poop. I'd rather just go for the random. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have the life to pay or. There's an aggro deck at the table or something, 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 you know, Mr. 16 life and no one had touched you the entire game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, at the very least, it's still a free Sensei's Top Effect where you can look at the top three and replace yeah. them. Yeah, you know?
1: absolutely. And uh, Rizik Study.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Rizik Study, uh, amazing card. It is so ridiculous. And I'm I'm like 90% sure because of the, the weirdness of the... Uh, how do you spell it? Ristic. R-H-Y. Yeah, yeah. I'm 90% sure that it's like a common. It was. It from, is. Uh, yeah. Prophecy. Prophecy. It yep. is a common. It is $21. What's
0: funny, too, is like all the other like ristic cards are just garbage. Trash. Like <laughs> Absolutely garbage. Garbage.
1: Yeah. There's like Ristic Tutor. Yeah, it's like yeah. Tutor unless somebody pays one,
0: which somebody's going to if they're not a fool.
1: It's just like somebody better. Then there's the I think my favorite of the Ristic cycle is the land. It's like this taps for any color, yeah. Isn't like Ristic or yeah, Rhystic Rhystic yeah, Rhystic cave. yeah, just stupid. Like <laughs> so funny, dude. It's, that like, was
0: from a time point or a time period in Magic's history, from what I understand, where just like I watched a video on it one time. That was like the Prophecy Mercadian masks, like. um... Invasion era, I think, or maybe not Nemesis, that might be the one I'm thinking of, um, where they had just printed, like, the Urza's block, and the cards were just stupid powerful, and I remember watching, like, a history video where the guy was just like, yeah, basically someone came to Mark Rosewater and the other guys in development were just like, what the hell did you do? You need to you know, not make such powerful cards, or we're gonna ha- we're gonna you know we're gonna have to go another direction with people. And they basically just printed a shat set just to like cover their asses. You know what I mean? Like, but,
1: I mean, the power creep was absolutely oh, yeah. real. The Urza sets the Urza, Urza, sets, or the Urza were, sets
0: are ridiculous.
1: I just like in that day and age, getting just a free counterspell because of uh, rewind, mm-hmm. like yeah, you have to sack the the land advantage to do it, but then you just get it back. It's just like, yeah. now Great Whale, Palancron. I mean, we have we felt reverberations from Urza's printings into competitive magic. Yeah. You know, Palancron, Paragon Drake. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen anyone trying to flow a, a Deadeye Navigator Great Whale or anything like that. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> You know, whatever yeah. it is, like, is like—is it great whale or colossal whale or something? Colossal whale, I think it is. Is it? Yeah, I yeah. thought it was great whale. Now but you, it, got you would know. There. I don't. Yeah, I
3: don't honestly know. Unwind from Dominaria is now a thing. We have frantic search. I think it was printed in the same set as rewind. I'm not 100 percent sure.
1: Yeah, but like frantic search is older. But it's it just just the the free spells, and then it was just oof. But Ristic study coming right after that, still, I mean, even all these years later, isn't it, is a twenty-one dollar common. Yeah. So, oof, you know. Yep.
0: And God, the Judge promo they gave it recently is just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it it's is. pretty great. I yeah, traded away amazing. my only Ristic study, and if I ever feel like I want to slot one into another deck again, I'm going for the Judge promo just right off the bat. It's just so good. Yeah. It looks, it looks amazing. But yeah, if I mean Ristic. I don't know off the top of my head. As
1: as far as like amazing enchantments go, there are. Tons of good enchantments in magic, tons, absolutely. I mean, I was browsing some top ten lists that only had like one of the things, ones that we were talking about. Yeah. Like the whole time. Yep. You know, we, you know, exploration, burgeoning, things like that. It. Uh, Luminarch's ascension. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I saw that one. one uh, Blood Chief's ascension. Like just the uh, just the amount of amazing enchantments. I mean, food chain. Exactly. Yeah, this <laughs> this list
2: was really hard to narrow down to five yeah. because it's just there's so many good ones and they actually really meta dependent too. Like yeah, for sure. Know, there's so many things that you can use to just shut down at your local meta. And and if
1: and if we're talking about enchantments, I think it's worth it to give the enchantment creatures a look too. Yeah, yeah, because like they are still enchantments. Yeah, that's true. And man, can you just tell people Adam how good Destiny Spinner is?
3: Destiny Spinner
1: is super good. Um, it makes food chain combo uncounterable.
3: Yeah, really. We, yeah, we you sat can't... down yesterday, and every game he had gotten food sp- uh, fate spinner out, and I yeah kind of just stalled me out yeah, yeah Destin spinner? destiny spinner oh. Oh, it destiny. Is, yeah I it's a
1: two drop a green and one creatures mm-hmm. and enchantments can't be countered plus some stupid ass stapled on ability that's like yeah. you're you make a land xx where x is the amount of enchantments you control
0: whatever that's how expensive is that card mm-hmm. money-wise D- D- sense. it's an uncommon dude i need to
2: throw it's that in approach the, and give it a try i already put it in like all of my yeah, yeah like that
1: I have a like my Hulk package in Euro doesn't kill, mm-hmm. but it's a setup for food chain because okay. I go get or it's a setup for food chain or Pem and Zora.
0: Like okay, yeah. If yep. I have
1: freed from the real Pemanzora and like Flash Hulk, then I Flash Hulk. I get Destiny Spinner, uh, Incubation Druid, and then Gaia's Age. Yep. Nice. I know that's seven. That's spicy. You, I get, I get something that taps for more than one minute. Yeah, Yeah. right. And man, Destiny Spinner just put in so much work. Like I was playing against Tassiger. Like I was playing against his Ceh deck, and I only got consultation fished once. Twice. No.
3: Did that happen twice? Yeah, happened twice, and then I was able to go and um, I don't remember the second time. Oh, oh, it's new. Yeah. yeah. Good thing. There is beyond death. Can I played like, like seven I can games yesterday.
0: I, I ripped a foil of that. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that in Proch because even worse comes to worse, like, afterwards, like, once Foe Chain's already on board, it's a two drop. I can get three mana and start Squee or Eternal Scourge. You know what I mean? So that's pretty sweet, too. It's dumb. Yeah, that's yeah, a good anything
2: card. Anything <laughs> that says okay. your stuff can't be countered. I love a back yeah. sure. Well, that's, <laughs> that's
3: the first one that has been printed that doesn't say uh, just creatures, like, everybody controls. Like, everybody's yeah. creatures can't be countered and stuff like that. Everybody's enchantments. That's just yours specifically, and that is the cheapest version. Like, Prowling Serpa part, which I know Trevor was hyped on whenever it first came out. Is oh, still a really good card, yeah. But this is better. It is better, because like, it also no includes enchantments. Running, so yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. That, for sure. I like, put it in my deck over that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: There's no question. Plus, it gives but, you an extra ability. I mean, you know,
2: you know, and then may, we as it may be as
1: well as like the gods. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've all seen at least one perf deck Perforos. Yep. Not mine. Not the not like, like the, the bronze Perforos. blood OG Perforos. Yeah. Oh, but OG, yeah. The classic. I'm just gonna make fifty tokens and kill everyone. Yeah. But you know, then you also
3: got next born ancient now, which is an enchantment yeah, as well. Yeah, that's enchantment. Like
1: it's dumb. The amount of enchantments in Magic is just insane. Uh, And I think uh, we picked the ones, uh, you know, Adam, Trevor, and I picked the ones that affect us the most. And Mm -hmm. they're, like, you know, so there's obviously some, like, confirmation bias in there. But, uh, you know, I love Dale. Dale had some spicy ones. Yeah, for sure. sure. I like those. Uh, If you have any ideas what you think are your best enchantments or the best enchantments that work well in your meta... Uh, go ahead and hit us up on the uh, Instagram page or the Facebook page, uh, C- Commander's Vault, uh, and let us know. I mean, I love. Talking yeah, about I'd like to hear other people. I'm actually, I'm probably gonna start a Discord. Okay. A Commander's Vault Discord. That'd be sweet. Um, so then we can just. I mean, I want to. I want to talk to people about Commander Dex. Yeah, how about
2: Command it? <laughs> well, what what are we gonna order these in? What do we think is overall? Where do you guys want to start at number one or number five? Let's start at five. Yeah. Work our way up. Okay. So,
0: from the ones that we listed, what do you guys feel is fit, the fifth best?
2: Hmm. I mean, you guys all had pretty similar lists. so... Hit me with your list again, real quick, Dale. Land Tax, Rhystic Study, Stranglehold, Rest in Peace, or Shards. I'd
1: throw Stranglehold 5. Yeah,
2: i do That's like a that.
0: Beast. Yeah, that card is really good. Cool. Absolutely.
1: It claps people out of nowhere. Like, I've never sat down with a table that was, like, prepared for a stranglehold. Yeah, you know what I, I, I mean? Yeah, Every I time
2: when you play it, all three other players are like, okay, who's got the answer to get rid yeah. of that? Yeah. you yep. got to get rid of that. For sure. Yeah, I would give a stranglehold. Okay. okay, yeah, I'm down it's with
0: frozen that. Frozen grip. Yep.
1: <laughs> Comics Vault. Yep. <laughs> Commander's Vault, sponsored by Split Second, the mechanic.
0: Great mechanic. Frozen grip for life. Um, um, as for number four... I think Blood Moon can stick in this slot. I really do.
1: Uh, I think, I think, like, probably, like, land tax or something.
3: I think survival the fittest.
2: <laughs> All right. Hmm. Dale. What do you think? <laughs> um, I'm going to honestly go with probably Blood Moon. Yeah, I. I I think Blood Moon for the same reasons as
1: Stranglehold. Yeah, nobody's sitting down expecting to get clapped no. with the Blood Moon. Like
2: it just, <laughs> I think like, it I think slows s- everyone down, like in or just completely shuts people down. Yeah, so
0: I think in a vacuum, like the 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 survival of the fittest is is good. It is good. Like you're able to get your stuff out. It's a tutor, which is one of the best ways to you know like, make your deck consistent. Survival like of that. the fittest wins you games. But Blood Moon just literally grinds games to a halt, like where people just aren't doing anything but you. Like, I think the advantage that it tips in your favor is greater than that of Survival of the Fittest. But
1: I... I, No, I see... Blood Moon only punishes super greedy mana bases.
0: Yeah,
3: this
1: is true. Survival is just good... Period. All the time. Yeah, okay. You know, if you're playing... If you play a Blood Moon and you got, like one two color deck one three color deck your color deck and then a mono color deck you're not really doing a lot like
0: yeah that's true that's it's fair it's like
1: the contamination against just me <laughs> you know like it's like the you know the people who can get through it will just get through it but like yeah. survival requires an answer because they can
2: just see yeah, I, I would put survival of the fittest higher on the list because i think it's better
3: there's some there's some spicy choices here. It, I think it, it the wins. top
2: three <laughs> is gonna be yeah, right. I, yeah, survival of the fittest is what, two mana, one colorless, one green. You can splash in any multicolor deck that runs green super easily and it just goes and gets you your win counts and wins you the game. Yeah. I'd still put it four. You think it's four? I Compared don't think the next three I, yeah, I don't I think, don't it's, better think it's better than, than necroponents. Necro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, I I got,
0: I can't look at myself in the I'm mirror. Good, I'm good with seeding the argument to survival for this fourth slot if you guys are-
1: I, honestly it's it's just a meta dependent thing yeah like survival's You're good right. all the time You're definitely blood right. moon is yeah, good some of the time agree. yeah
3: yep
0: like, Okay. Don't, me, don't get me wrong um, it is
3: a card that will grind all of us to a halt simply because we are ones yeah. to be greedy about our mana bases and stuff like that. <laughs> like,
1: do, does, does Blood Moon crap on us? Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have been crapped on by a Blood Moon more times than I care about, yeah. to count. But, yeah. So yeah, agree. All right. number, okay. number
0: three. Alright, this is the slot. So yeah, I think we can pretty much all be in agreements. The top three, in no particular order, are going to be Ristic, Sylvan, and Necropotence, Correct. Go now Dale. it's just Dale. Gonna... Dale,
1: throw in your throwing your monkey wrench. do it.
0: <laughs> and then like I mean that's I, honestly like I think I would
1: put necro third or no, Ristic third, uh, Sylvan second, necro first, but only because necro is just able to win you the game. That's like, true. Like there are combos you in said which Sylvan, Necro just Sylvan, Sylvan Ristic necro.
0: Yeah. Like 3 2 1.
1: Uh yeah, Ristic,
0: Sylvan, necro. 3 2 1. I honestly I would, would agree put Ristic over Sylvan I, th- I'd, I'd put Ristic in two. Really? Yes. Simply because of what I stated earlier. Mm. Sylvan only ever draws you three. Ristic can draw you, but bata- b- from the time of your draw step to the time of your next draw step, can draw you more than three. It can.
3: That, but that's that's the key word is
0: that it can. Yeah, and I get that. Like it is a potential thing. I just. I don't know. I like Ristic pay Study. the one
1: for Ristic Study, everybody, and it won't <laughs> draw you more cards than Sylvan
0: Library. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with
3: Ristic Sylvan Necro.
0: I think that's pretty good.
3: I I, I agree with JB for what Necro potence definitely takes the cake because yeah, yep. It, it was
0: number two on my list. Games. Yeah. yeah, like yeah.
2: I, ne- I I don't think so. I don't think Necro uh, is number one. Yeah. Then yeah, let, I yeah, think Ristic Study is number one. Yeah, because I, that's like, the same. It's the same
3: I, argument with the Sylvan Library. You're guaranteed, no matter how many life you pay, to get those cards. You're not guaranteed
2: any amount of cards that people are paying. But the CMC for Necropotence three is three, three black. Yeah, it so is little mana little intensive. intensive. You're right. Yeah, so that and like Ristic Study is just like every single deck I know that has blue that they're playing that and they always get so much card advantage off of it. Like I see a lot of people, Necropotence, lose a bunch of life, draw a bunch of cards, and then just get- You can flop, yeah, player. you can flop for sure. Cause like if somebody um, pays 30 life into it, like, they most likely just probably pulled like what they need. So everyone at the board just focused fire at them.
0: i I do still think Ristic is better. I'm willing to see the argument for the sake of it because they you know it's kind of a two v one you know two v two thing here. but i I do also agree. I think Ristic is the best. Better so than Necro. what what would
2: be number three then, since we are just both split on the one and two. Yeah, I will so three of them I'm yeah. good
0: for Sylvan at three. Silvan I still line. think Ristic at three. You like Sylvan better than Ristic. I do. I, I
1: think if if Necropotence was three blue, it would still be in every deck, even if the blue was just a splash. Yep. Like it, the card is so powerful. Like there's a there's a there's a setting in Magic named after it called Necro Winter.
4: Yeah, and if you
1: ever want to Google some boring ass Magic matches, Google some Necro Winter because <laughs> there was just the ugliest, most grindy games of Magic: The Gathering with Necropotence because it just warped the entire format around it. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know. Honestly, I'm on I'm on the outside because I wouldn't put uh, I wouldn't put that at three. I would put Rest in Peace at three. Because I run that in my green decks, and I don't... I mean, it helps me out, but I pay life, and then I just end up dying. And then Rest in Peace, whenever I play that, it's always shutting people down. And it does like a ton of work for me in stopping other people from winning. Because like everybody's always doing some graveyard combo thing, and then it just shuts them down.
1: But here's my counterpoint. Uh, Rest in Peace is good against some strategies... Necropotence is good for all strategies.
2: Well, yeah, I like, think Necropotence is is higher, but I would put Rest in Peace at 3. And over that, Sylvan Library? Yeah, and then I would put uh, Necropotence at 2 and Rest Study at 1. Mm-hmm.
3: I but, think the card advantage is, is... I mean, we all play here with, my with, with tutors <clears throat> and stuff like that. Card th- advantage is key in order to win games. Yeah,
0: I do agree. And then the Rest in Peace too is like... White's garbage. I mean, if you, it's like <laughs> you have right to
3: run white,
0: which, you know, not everybody likes to do to be able to run that card. You know like how I
1: mean? many – I know Thrasios Timna is white by proxy.
0: Uh, it's basically – I know what you're going to ask me. Basically, the only cards I run are Swords, Path, and Eladomri's Call, I think, and Dovin's Veto. Yeah. yeah, those are the four white cards silence. that are on
2: the deck. And Silence, yep. Five. Well, here's the thing, too. If you're playing blue no man's and in green, corn? what are you yeah. going to rather have? If I'm uh, playing Ristic blue and study, green? Or would you rather have the So I'm Libre? playing blue and green,
3: I'm picking Sylvan Library. And I, that is coming from a blue player. That's coming Over-ristic from... over study? Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah,
0: I just I, don't see, agree. I, I think, just don't agree. I think I most
2: know. of the people that I see, like, take Neil's decks, for example. Like, dude, he runs Ristic mm-hmm. study and all of this stuff because yeah. he plays blue. But I don't necessarily see him run uh, Sylvan Library all that
0: much. I think I think if you were talking a blue and green deck, I definitely think Rhystic Study better.
2: Or just any multicolored deck that has both of those colors yeah. in it.
0: I don't even necessarily know how to explain it. I just feel like, in general, the amount of advantage I've gotten off of a Rhystic Study over the years versus a library has been better, I think. From my experience, mm. you know what I mean?
2: I don't know. Yeah. So, rest in peace is
0: out. And that's what I've sure. seen, too. Yeah. That's what I've <laughs> Honestly, seen, too. It's just, it's not even like, it's not a good card. It's just these three enchantments really are, like, some of the best in EDH. I,
3: I don't think we are going to be able to come to an agreement on these three.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: like, f- for me, Necro is going to be a one. I agree with the Necro. Like,
0: I like your arguments, so I'm, I am I am okay with that choice. I'm yeah. good with that. I'm, I like the arguments. I do. I still think... I don't know. The more I think about it now, I'm just like, you're crazy to put a Ristic in over a Necro. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I would probably, if I had the choice and was running black and blue, I think Necropotence. I mean, I cut Ristic from all my decks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good with Necro being number one.
3: It's just you got to rely on other people. So what is number? what do we one. say
0: in number two is then? You guys think Ristic or Sylvan?
3: I'd still choose Sylvan. Hmm.
1: I oh, don't know. It's like... I think that's the hot contested spot yeah.
0: is two and three. It's two and three, yeah. Just like... Like, I am willing to admit that Necro is number one.
3: I mean, that's... Yeah. It's one less mana and you're not depending on other people.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I can. Sure, it I, takes I, And, life, like, dude, it is not that big a deal to just pay the one and deny them the advantage. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... You pretty much can't deny them the advantage of the Sylvan Library unless there's like a Notion
3: Thief out or something of that ilk, you know. Don't get me wrong, I love Ristic Study. Yeah, yeah, no, dude. For sure, I am. Sure. You yeah. have
1: Ristic Study in every blue deck you've ever built. Oh yeah, like yeah. like, like yeah. I know you f- you found that you've cut all of yours. Yeah,
0: I have a Sylvan Library in every green deck. <laughs> exactly. Like, so yeah, no, I'm okay. Yeah, fair enough. My decks are doing the talking for me. I guess I'm just dumb. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm good with. Risk to three and Sylvan then Necro. What do you think, Dale?
1: Dale's like, I feel like <laughs> season of growth should be number one.
2: <laughs> Defensive yeah. the heart. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll agree with you guys. I mean, I mean if I would love sorry, to hear I, more. Yeah, arguments. I mean like I, really I know that seriously. like
1: I I usually ham fist arguments because I'm like I usually
2: I'm good at debating. I <laughs> mean, as of late, I don't I haven't been playing that much black. And, I mean, Necropotence is just super good. I mean, it gets there, I suppose. So It is solid. Like, being able to drop it
0: potentially before turn three and just pay, like, 20 life and either sculpt a hand or throw your Wincon into your hand immediately, probably also with some backup. If your deck is ratioed pretty well, you should be able to Necro for 20 or 30 and be able to put potentially a Wincon in your hand, Tutor's... Counterspell, you know, um, backup and things like that. It just, yeah, like yeah.
1: one of the metrics that I have been like internally using is like, okay, if if I'm at a table and I see Sylvan Library come down, I'm like, all right. If I see Rizik Study, I'm like, okay, I pay the one. If I see Necropotence come you, you down, I'm like, I have to right. blow yeah. that You're up right, You're right, right now. Right. Yep, 100%. I can't even argue with that because you are absolutely
2: right. yep <laughs> so. Yep. I play mostly stompy decks. I'll it blow dudes, a tons to of dude stompy. I don't care if you have a Sylvan Library; it does not bother me at all. In fact, like, he hopes you fact, use I your like Sylvan Library a bunch. <laughs> yeah. and, but when Necropotence comes out, it's immediately I'm like, okay, I'm swinging everything at them. So if they want to yeah. drop thirty life into it, and they're not worried about my, you know, forty damage on board that I'm coming at them with. Like, see,
0: and that's the thing. That's the gamble with Necro is like, I'm normally not worried because I'm probably going to win right then and there. Hopefully. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, if I'm turn two or turn three Necroing, are you really going to have 40 power on board or even 10 power on board by turn two or three?
2: Probably not. Well, like a lot of times in games, I usually see Necropotence come out about turn five. Yeah, you know, around there, somebody yeah. will either draw into it or have found a way by then to go get yeah, out of yep. their out of their deck to play yeah. it, and then you know they if they're not playing a instant speed win, they have to at least wait one yeah. more turn. That's and fair. That gives the rest of the board a chance to go. Uh, we need to kill this person now. Yeah. So I loved Necropotence in my Gitrog deck because I could slam out my instant speed win with with the nec from them on cleanups. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Just based sweet. on like the target it paints on you when you play it I think that it's better than Sylvan Library. So
0: for sake of argument then I'm just curious like what would you guys blow up over like between Ristic or Sylvan? I'm blowing the Ristic up before I blow a Sylvan Library up. Honestly. I I always pay
1: the one so that's a bias to me. I will always blow up the Sylvan Library.
0: Really? Yeah. i just blow it up and then don't worry about having to ever pay the one again. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I would, think I blow up. I think, blow and maybe up I'm just now. I'm starting to really like think about it. Maybe I'm just like not making the most optimal play. Maybe it would be better to blow the Sylvan up, and just pay the one.
1: Like in in the order of like, if I'm sitting with down with the three of you, and Trevor plays Necropotence, and you play Sylvan, and you are playing Ristic Study, Dale. I know because bear with me. Yeah, yep. uh, <laughs> And I have three removals in my hand, and it will take one a turn. It's gonna go Necro Sylvan Ristic.
0: Warren. <laughs> I can see that just simply because like there is a way for you to stop the draw of the rhystic study, whereas Sylvan Library, if they've got the life, they're gonna do yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, okay. I'm comfortable I with mean, the list. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's that's just why, like, that's the metrics that yeah, I Yeah, no, that's a good seen.
0: way to look at it.
2: That is a good way to look at it. I, I like that. Yeah. I'm down with that. I mean, I would definitely blow up the necropotence first, but then I would blow up Reistick Study. Be, and it's not because I'm not going to pay the one. I'm going to pay the one. But I know other people aren't going to pay the one, so they're going to be giving that person the advantage. I th- you, and know it what, you know what? It them. You know That is a good point. It, you know too. what's interesting?
1: I really think that Rizik Study is far more powerful at casual tables. Oh yeah, because yeah. people just do not pay the one. Like yeah. like I said before, to me, Rizic Study is a three mana static orb. Yep. I will pay one more mana for every spell that I play, and I will parse it out so that that is what I have to do, and that's fine. But a lot of people are just like, yeah, draw your card, and I'm over here looking at them like, can you not? Can you just not? Can we not let the blue player draw six extra cards on their on when it's not their turn? Yeah, for free, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna pay the one for all three of my spells. I'm gonna cast this turn, yeah. and they're just like, yeah, I'm just gonna. And do that bunch was crap.
0: And that was I where think. I was coming from earlier. Was like the games where, like, it's like the people aren't paying for it. It's like Ristic Studies really good, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I mean, that's why it's on the top five, yeah. and not the you know. The, if we're you know. gonna talk potential though, too, that opens up a whole nother can of worms. Like, it yeah. might potentially be better, but Sylvan Library in a vacuum, I could agree, is okay. better. Yep, I like
2: people spending their life, you know? Yeah, so when you spend eight. For Sylvan Library return, I just we chuckle in my life. head. I'll That's never time. forget that. For as long as I live. <laughs> so.
0: That was that was hilarious. That is very common of me, dude. I'm not even kidding. That is so common, dude. I will literally dig. Like I'll what? pull the top three, and it's like, oh, this is garbage. Pay eight, just get it off there, like, <laughs> like for real. Like,
1: like I mean, so so outside of this top five, since we've kind of narrowed it down and got our yeah, we've parsed we our list. So what is like the funkiest way? That the en- an enchantment has like won you the game or like done a big splashy play because mm-hmm. like I've been I've just been waiting for a forum to tell this story. Uh, <laughs> so I was playing with these uh, two guys the other day, and I slammed down combustible gear Hulk, right, yeah. and I have a treasonous ogre on board. <laughs> treasonous ogre four drop says you can pay three life out of red mana. Mm-hmm. I had tapped out at that point, but treasonous ogre on board, so this is important. Slam down the old uh, combustible gear hulk, which when it enters the battlefield, a, a target opponent chooses whether I draw three or I mill three, and then they take the converted mana cost total of what oh, I yeah, mill. Yep. So, the, I, on the stack, <laughs> flash in a uh, dictator, dictator of the Twin Gods, and he picks mill. So I mill a Kozilek, a oh. Trading Post... And a mind slaver, which is 20 converted mana cost. So he got domed for 40
0: <sighs> by Dictator of the Twin Gods. <laughs> and I was just like, ooh. Ooh, that was crazy. <laughs> I had a spicy one today with Phyrexian Reclamation. Um, that's one of my favorite enchantments in Yawgmoth. It's one black, and then for one black and uh, one, pay two life, you can return target creature from your graveyard to your hand. Um, I'm just notorious for sacking Gary and just looping him with that card. I love doing it. It's one of my favorite ways to like win. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gary just
1: mm, yeah. by himself. But getting a- being yeah. able to like, yeah, I'm just gonna put Gary back in my hand, play him again. Yeah. Back in my hand, play it, him again.
0: It actually involved two enchantments. I had, fa- I had, didn't have Yawgmoth out and had no sack outlet. Okay, but I had Font of Agonies, which is also a one drop enchantment um, for one and a black, uh, remove four counters from it. Destroy, Destroy target creature, and then it's whenever you pay life, you put a counter. Oh, did you on? have some
1: blood counters on it already? Yeah,
0: so I had seven counters on it. Didn't have a way to kill Gary, but I knew if I did it again, I'd win. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll pay the, four, pay the two, pay the four counters, kill my own Gary, pay the Phyrexian, two for Phyrexian yeah. Wreck, pay put them, him back them in life. my hand, and then, yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. A little double enchantment action there for the Gary win. Definitely. What about you, Dale? I, have you had. Now, I know this is probably a question you're going to say
1: yes to, but I want to know like the best one. Have you ever had any, like, a, just an explosive Beastmaster's Ascension? Like, where you've just completely blown
0: somebody Isn't out? Is not Squirrel's Nest and an enchantment? Squirrel's Nest is an enchantment. I know you do some Earthcraft. stuff with Earthcraft. Yeah, Earthcraft. Uh, <laughs> yep, those are definitely in his repertoire.
2: Yeah, I've had some pretty explosive uh, Earthcraft uh, turns just pumping out tons of stuff getting (laughs) basically just going infinite with infinite mana and then gen waving but probably one of the like most flashy things that i've done too is with a dictate just of the twin gods yeah just being able to just like yeah i'm just gonna swing you know 25 and like like, okay i'll take it okay flash this in you're (laughs) dead. yeah yeah it's always like unexpected you know, oh yeah for sure D- dictated the twin gods having flash is uh, ridiculous especially <laughs> like, when it's like somebody has necropotence for a bunch and they're like yeah. oh i got this combo in my hand i'm about to go off on my turn and then they're like whatever i'll just take the damage you know what's left it's not going to kill me and then you're like oh dictate and now you're dead yep <laughs> it's fun to just get people out of it i love being sneaky and cheeky like that it is and it it's pretty good
1: What's the uh, what's the the black enchantment? wound reflection? Yeah, wound yeah.
2: reflection's really good. That's great. I've I've had that uh, Torgar.
1: Oh yeah, Torgar you hit somebody with
2: wound reflection and yeah. like, you're dead. That, That's a fun one too. Yep. Adam, you got any?
3: Uh, nothing like crazy, but like I run Firemind's uh, research in my is it deck specifically because like I can win the game with that deck with that card explain that one to me <clears throat> um basically i have to set up my reiterate um and desperate ritual combo which reiterate uh with mizzix like if you make them co- make it cost two rather than the uh four extra with the buyback and you get to copy target spell uh desperate ritual is a ritual that would be give you three red so you just basically create infinite red man and if uh Minds Research is on board. It's a blue and a red. Um, whenever you cast Insert and Sorcery, put a charge counter on it, uh, remove two charge counters, uh, pay colorless and a blue, draw two cards, and, or remove five charge counters and remove uh, pay a red and a colorless and deal five damage to target. Any target? Okay, yeah, so you can draw your deck with it. Well, not even that. So basically you just get infinite red mana and dome people. So it's, it's quote-unquote, an Aetherflux Reservoir for two. In a way, me. yeah. Okay. But that's pretty much it. Helix Pinnacle won me a game one time. I literally did nothing. I was just building up on mana in my crew deck, and <laughs> yep. I played Helix Pinnacle. I was yep. like, uh, I'll pay 100 into it. I'll pass. They did nothing. Came back to me. I win the
0: game. One of my favorite, since we were talking about the gods earlier, one of my favorite alt win cons in my pro deck is to just kill people with Perforos. Yep. Just by like, it's like, okay, yeah, you've exiled all of my stuff. Like, I have really no win con left, and it's basically just pro
2: beats slash, you know, perforous ETBs for the win. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I actually had a pretty spice one just on Saturday. I was playing my Atla Pilani, uh Nest Tender deck, and I had, uh, I blew up the board, so I board wipe, and I have three triggers on the stack. The first one I get is uh, Marauding Raptor. The second one I get is Polyraptor, which goes infinite and draws the game out. And the third flip was Purphoros. So it was going to be a draw, and that last flip was Purphoros, which then makes it just kill yeah, everybody. Yeah, it'll kill everybody. So yep. it was like just so lucky that I just, the last That's trigger was That's spicy. That is spicy. That. Yeah. It was really like, awesome. no way
4: the yep. game is Hell actually yeah.
1: win. I have had someone chaos warp my Atraxa into a doubling season. Oh, oh, oh okay. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> Perfect. You tutored it out for me. Yes.
0: The hate flows through them. <laughs> oh, man. All hard. right. All right, everybody. Well, that's, yeah. That was our top five list. Um, like we said, let us know what you guys think the top five EDH enchantments are, either in general or based off of your meta. Um I tried to go into this doing this in general, but it did. I mean, definitely
2: your meta always affects your thought process on these sorts of things. So, yeah. we'd love to hear what you guys think. Give us some spicy ones that you think other people don't think of. Yeah, yeah for I sure. Mean,
1: tell us some spicy plays. Yeah, I want to hear about how a Polyraptoring Marauding Raptor Perforos won you the game out of complete <laughs> luck. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. I want to hear about. How about it?
0: Yeah, but. uh, Uh, But, yeah, so we've been the Commander's Vault. I'm Trevor. I'm JB. I'm Dale. I'm Adam. Have a good one, guys. Take it easy. Peace.